Hello everybody, my guest on the show for today is my one and only sibling, Maria Theo. She is my favorite sister, and she's an all-around awesome person. I love her very much, and she knows me better than most people on this planet do. And so, my friends, my beloved listeners, I hope you enjoy the episode. Here we go. different when we were younger but now as we're getting older we're would you agree that we're becoming more similar yes I would also push back and say that I don't think we were ever that different really I think we just didn't understand ourselves but I feel like we've always kind of like been who we are and like we've like been like the way we've interacted with people has kind of always been the same. We're just getting to know each other better and learning that we're similar, more similar than we thought. So like you said, we're, we're learning more about the other now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Than, yeah. Than we were in the past. Yeah. Uh, so then why do you think we, like, because we get along so much better now than mm-hmm. we do when we were younger. So why do you think that happen that why do you think that now we're so much more closer and we can kind of see eye to eye but then when we were younger like we're still the same people why do you think we were so what i thought was different uh back well then? i mean you could be right don't tell don't like you don't have to be like oh well i thought we were different like yeah we were, <laughs> you know what I mean? like okay <laughs> we <were> different. <laughs> is this part of the podcast now yes okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I want to know how that happens. I want to know what you think about why, like, we were at at odds our whole lives, and then now we're able to get closer. Like, how that happens? Well, I I would love to talk to like other siblings who have like similar experiences, because I, I like feel like I hear that a lot. Like, you know, people always say like, "Oh yeah, when we were younger, we didn't get to we didn't get along," but like once we got into college, like it was different. Or, like, once we, like, this happened, it was different, and we, like, kind of clicked. I feel like we were just, like, young and, like, maybe, like, immature in ways. And, like, maybe they were just, like, I don't know. I'm not not sure why. Why do you think it happened? I don't know, but I just think it's really interesting how, because at first, like, when I thought about it, 
when we were younger, not just that, I think it's true that we didn't, one, we didn't know ourselves. Like we didn't know who we were. Like I didn't know who John was and you didn't know who Maria was as well as we do now. But then I also thought we were pretty different in our actions and the things that we did and the way that we interacted with people, like, and even just the the stuff that we participated in. Like, you were really into drama. I was really into sport. I wasn't really, I think you were more into drama than I was into sports. Uh, but like, I was more, sports. yeah. Uh, and I was you more. You were popular. I wasn't. Just say <laughs> and also how like how do you have a good voice because yeah and how are you artistic because neither of our parents are i think dad's low-key artistic really i think so and mom is mom's really creative (laughs) <laughs> they are I mean well how what like mom's like, really into photography and like decorating uh, true, the house true. and true. like dad like I think dad can like kind of sing but he doesn't really hmm okay so then maybe this is me looking at my terrible singing voice and not realizing well, mom that has a terrible singing voice uh-huh yeah. And so do I. <laughs> like, there's no question about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I feel like everyone, I feel like everyone in our family is artistic in different ways. Like, you're doing this podcast. Yeah, but they are. Right, so, I mean, what I was going to say was, like, I think I'm artistic in my own way. And you're, like, clearly artistic in a very visible way. But then yeah. I looked at mom and dad, <laughs> they're not artistic. But <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, where the heck did that come from? But you're right with mom and her photography and dad yeah. having a good singing voice. So you're right. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like yeah, but it just doesn't show in, in a lot of ways. But also, like, to your point about, like, us, like, being involved in different things, like, we're still involved in different things. Like, I still like theater. And you still like football, and I don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm I'm so like, <laughs> migrating. I'm like migrating towards your interests more. Really? Oh, okay. So that's interesting because I didn't know that that's like something that you were like aware of. Because to me, I'm like, yeah, we're we're still really different, like in in the ways that you mentioned. Yeah. You know. But I think I guess- I'm becoming. Yeah, I think I'm becoming more interested in the things that you're interested in than, and I'm becoming less interested in the things that I was interested in uh, when I was younger. But you're right, like, I still really do like watching sports and doing all that, but the whole, like, rah-rah feeling of, let's go, sports are awesome, like, that, that is is Do you feel that way, like, when you're in a group? Like, do you get, like, kind of in the the group mentality when you're watching like a sports game that you Uh, just get excited. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's one of my favorite feelings in the world. I don't like sports, but like, (laughs) 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 but like if I'm like (laughs) at a bar or something like that, or like watch, even in like someone's living room watching a football game and a team scores, like I don't care what team it is. 
Like I get so amped. It's cool. It's a it's cool so feeling, cool. right? It's cool to do something to people. Yeah. And see, and so that's really cool to hear from somebody who doesn't like sports because it yeah. bothers me when people just will immediately say, oh, sports are so stupid, blah, blah, blah. Why would you ever watch sports? Like, it doesn't matter. You hear that a lot from people who don't like sports. Uh, and that bothers me. But then the other side of that also bothers me when people will say, like, oh, theater is so dumb. Why would you go watch a play? It's so stupid. Like, having those, uh, like, such strong views about something that you know nothing about is silly to me. Of just yeah. completely writing something off and be like, oh, I can't believe anybody would watch sports or I can't believe anybody would like going to a play. It's so stupid. Uh, like, I think yeah. that's really silly to say that. Even if you don't yeah. like going to plays, being able to see, you know, I guess there's a ton of people in the whole world who love going to do that. There must be something good about it, you know? Something to it, right. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I have similar, like, emotions surround, like, when I'm in, like, in a play or, like, a musical that, like, like the climax of like the song or something like that happens. And like, it's like every, you can just feel like the energy in the room mm-hmm. and like people, you can, you know that everyone is feeling like the same thing with you. Like that to me is like, what's really like amazing about live theater. Mm-hmm. And even just like going to see a movie, you know what I mean? Huh. Like, you know that like everyone in the room is like sad right now or happy and laughing uh-huh. and it's like a crazy huh. like experience. And I feel like that's why the sports thing is so interesting to me huh. and why I like that. I think you might have struck gold right there, Maria. That's <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. <clears throat> one of the reasons why sports are so interesting and one of the reasons why going to a play is so great or listening to music with somebody else or uh, going to see a movie is so cool because of the 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 solidarity that's experienced yeah huh that's interesting i like that <laughs> i like how there's the overlap between yeah. the fields that could be so different that reminds me did i ever tell you the story about when i was in costa rica and uh went to go watch a, an international soccer game i don't think so and so one of the times we actually went to the soccer stadium to go mm-hmm. see Costa Rica play. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Costa Rica lost, but still everybody in the stadium was, the energy was amazing. But then the story that was that I kind of remember more is one time we went, we were not in San Jose where we were living. We were on some, we went to Monte Verde for the weekend, some mountain town to do like cool adventure stuff. And mm-hmm. then one night, Costa Rica was had a game, and so we went to a bar, and everybody in the whole bar was solely devoted to watching the game. And it was a salsa bar too, and so they had mm-hmm. a whole dance floor, and the bar was packed. But and you know how like in a in American bar when a sports game is on, people will just be drinking, hanging out, talking, doing whatever. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Some people are really interested in the game, but then some people really aren't that interested in the game uh, and can just be doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. But here, the bar was packed, and it was this huge bar, and every single person in the bar, what they were doing was watching the game. Um, and so it wasn't, there was nobody was talking about anything else. Nobody was thinking about anything else. Nobody had their own agenda. Everybody was focused on the game. 
And that mm-hmm. was one of the coolest things to be a part of because Costa Rica won the game and the, the solidarity, the togetherness of that yeah. room was shocking. It was amazing. It was really cool to be a part of that. Uh, and like yeah. something that you see in the movies where Costa Rica. Oh, hey, it, um, every, it's, like, it's breaking up. up here. And like, okay. Sorry. Uh, and how's my voice now? No, it's good. Good. Uh, and like yeah. everybody was in an uproar uh, whenever something good happens, and everybody would be sad when something bad happens. It was really cool. I was I really liked that I got to be be part of that. Yeah, no, that is awesome. That is a really what, cool. Thing. What's the sporting community like in Boston? Like, what are the Boston fans like? They're like not great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Boston sports fans. To the like. <laughs> To in so much as they're they kind of feel the like you're with us or die, like <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's just kind of like because because like to the point of where I was like I don't take teams seriously. Like I'm not gonna uh, be devastated if the Giants don't win the Super Bowl. Like it's cool to be able to like root for a team that the Giants, the Boston New York Giants. Giants, the New oh, York Giants. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about New England sports. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm like getting to it where it's like, we're from New York. So like, (laughs) like, for those listening, we're from New York. Um, And like, but like, I wasn't devastated when the like Yankees weren't in the World Series Uh this time around. Um, And it was still fun for me to watch the Red Sox win, you know? Um, but I feel like a Boston sports fan, like, and this is probably a really big generalization. Um, but also it's not because (laughs) this is (laughs) (laughs) Um, like, but it's like, if, if the Yankees were winning, like no one could enjoy the game. Like people would be like, this is, this is BS, like whatever. And like, yeah, so it's just, it's just different. It's a different vibe, but it's really great. Like when things are like when the Red Sox won, it was so much fun. Like everyone was so happy and it was great. Were there any riots in the streets? There were. And okay. So the crazy part was I was at a bar by my house and it was like the seventh inning. And like, I was with like a big group of people and we were all like, let's go to Fenway. Like, let's go see, like, even though they were playing in LA, we were like, Oh, there's probably like a ton of people in Fenway right now. Let's go. Uh Um, and so we like all got in Ubers and like headed to Fenway. (laughs) Um, but they had, it was so annoying. They had like blocked off like all the roads around Fenway. And so like no one could get into like the park and there's like a lot of bars around there. But so like, and all of them are closed, I guess, or like maxed out. And so no one could get in. So there was just like, hundreds of people just like wandering the streets like around Fenway Park being like how are we gonna watch this game um it was like all the roads are closed it was so weird it was like the weirdest vibe and then but I was like walking past a bar with two of my friends and there was like a but it was like actually like an amazing moment because there was like a bunch of people like crowded outside the outside the bar because you could see the tv through the windows and there was like police officers and everyone was just like out there watching the game and I got there like right before they like hit the winning ball or whatever it is they made like the winning move and so like I still got to see them win (laughs) 
Well, which wait, was, you got to see like it on the TV or something? So I got to see it on the TV, like, outside. And, like, as soon as they won, everyone was like, whoa! Like, that was so great. And it, like, still had that, like, amazing, you know what I mean? That, like, peak sports feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peak so, sports. Yeah. That would be a good name for, like, uh, uh, some a sporting or peak sports. It could be a good name for a podcast. be a good name for a uh, club team or something. Oh, yeah. With some mm-hmm. organization. Yeah, I was thinking about joining a softball league or like dodgeball or something. You you should. <laughs> yeah. What provoked that thought? I don't know. Like Marin and I were just talking one day. Marin's my friend for listeners. Hi, Marin. <laughs> <laughs> Marin and I were talking one day and we were like, we should just like do that. And we were like, okay. <laughs> What's what's your favorite thing about living in Boston? Um, probably, That's better than New York. What's your favorite thing about Boston that New York is bad at? Is there? Literally. Like, like okay. So I've never lived in New York City. So I don't know. So Long Island. Let's talk about Long Island. Long Island. I mean, Long Island's like a hard place to compare to a city because it's just so different. Like... Um okay, that reminds me of uh you know uh do you know little little Dicky, the funny rapper? No. He has a song. Oh where... with Chris Brown? I that's yeah, that's that's little Dicky. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. That's little Dicky. He has a song uh called Pillow Talk and he some like the person that he's talking to in the song says, Oh, they're apples and oranges, you can't compare the two. Uh, and it is a really, that's what this just reminded me of. And cause then he says this really funny thing. He's like, yeah, they're really different, but you can still compare them. Uh, <laughs> and so now when everybody says, and so, cause like there's still fruit. And so there's still yeah, places. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, like fair enough. Um, yeah. So like, I, I feel like, you know, like the, how Long Island is set up. It's like just parallels of highways. And then uh-huh. in between the highways, it's like, or like along the highways, it's like Target, Lowe's, oh. Chili's. Drive mm-hmm. a little bit, Target, uh-huh. Lowe's, Chili's. You know what I mean? But so it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Paradise. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like, yeah, I I love the Chili's just as much as any other girl. You know what I mean? So I do miss that they don't have Chili's in Boston, really. Um, yeah. But yeah, like in like the city, like I wanted to go to Applebee's the other night and I there's like no Applebee's and I was like that sucks no Applebee's in Boston like there's one like in a in a town called Dorchester but it takes like an hour to get there on public transportation and I was like that's so weird that's weird so weird to me that you would think because Applebee's is a super common you would think yes (laughs) 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 well where else are you going to get half off apps? I know. That's what I'm saying. Right? Uh, that's what I wanted. And so, yeah. So that's something I don't like about <laughs> living here. But um, that's like, yeah. Um, but let's see. So I think like the seasons are more beautiful here, to be honest, to not be like cheesy or whatever. But like yeah. they are because they're just like so much more drastic. Like I feel like people in Boston. You like, like that. Yes, I love that. 
because like it makes I don't know it makes you like appreciate them more I guess like fall in New England is like unreal like it's just the most beautiful weather all the time the trees are stunning like it's great summer is like amazing because it's just like you come out of winter and winter like sucks so much here. Uh-huh. So you're just like, this is the best. Like everyone's outside. Like, it's like, you feel like there's life again, which I guess like happens everywhere where there's like really strong, like differences between winter and summer. But even on Long Island, it didn't, doesn't have the same vibe because like winter isn't like that bad, you know? What? It, well, compared to not, Boston, yeah, no, yeah, it's not. it's not like yeah. So I, I really, really, really like that. Um, See, but the thing that I didn't like, or the thing that I liked, it's funny because I say the same thing about Virginia it, with the weather and why I liked the weather better in Virginia than I did on Long Island. Because what I noticed on Long Island, fall and spring are so short that you right. barely get those seasons. It basically just goes summer to winter, and then winter. Right. To summer spring yeah. lasts like two weeks spring yeah. is basically end of may early june that's what yeah. spring is on long island and but in virginia spring actually starts in march and it starts right. getting warm in the middle of march and then it gets warmer and warmer like and warmer flowers. and you get a nice yeah. yes it's beautiful and you get nice yeah. uh nice spring season and a nice fall season and so that's the thing that i didn't like or that I liked better about being in Virginia. Boston. Sorry, you just broke up. Do you get long falls and long springs in Boston? Well, um, so it depends. This year we had fall for like a month and a half, and it was amazing. Yeah, um, yeah that was amazing. Um, and spring is like it's a it, spring's a toss up. Spring doesn't really happen here. But it could, it could start in, like, April. Uh-huh. But I, I guess, yeah, like, coming from Long Island, I'm always like, spring is not a season. <laughs> spring is yeah, Easter no. vacation. And <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, yeah. That's it, and it's over. So right now I can't have my fan on because it would screw up with the audio. And, oh. and so I am I'm terribly hot right now. I'm just sweating. You can't That's see it, awful. but it's coming. But I do it because my beloved listeners, Maria, I love, <laughs> I love them so much. Do it I, for the fans. And so you guys, listeners, know that I'm I'm sweating for you guys because I love you <laughs> so much. Uh, I do. I love you guys, and I love you, Maria. Uh, I and I too. love people who listen to this podcast. You guys are the best. Um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So this goes back to the beginning, too, when we were talking about our parents. Do you think we are either incredibly similar or incredibly different from our parents? I think I'm really similar to I I have like a I have like a combo deal of mom and dad. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think you're similar to mom. Why? Why? Go both. both. Well, we both have like. Why me? So, okay. I think that again, I I thought the opposite. I thought that we were. I think that we're incredibly different. Really? And you say we're incredibly similar. So now we've got conversation. (laughs) 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 
Yeah, so, okay. Let me see. I think I am very similar to mom in that I can, like, say what I'm thinking. And for better or for worse, like, to a fault, like, I can just say something and not really think about how it makes other people feel. (laughs) 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 But, But, like, in the, in a sense where it's, like, don't really take things seriously. Like you're just kind of like, whatever, like I'm going to say something. And like, if it hurts your feelings, like that's weird. Like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but I think it could be like, it's like really good for like things like, I don't know, like it's easy for me to start a conversation with someone in the same way that it's probably, it's easy for mom to start a conversation. You know what I mean? Like in that way where it's just kind of like, whatever, I'll, I'll just say whatever. Um, I also think mom is really generous. I think we're both really generous in the way that mom is really generous. I think dad Um, is really generous too. Oh yeah, they both are. But I feel like mom is like generous in a way where she's like almost like she, if mom had $10 and just wanted $1 to get a diet Coke, she would give you $9 Uh and not care. Uh And it would just be like, whatever. You You know know? what that reminds me of? Is what? every time, every time we would go, not every time, but enough for me to remember mom saying this frequently, when we would yeah. go to the movies. Yep, yep, exactly. And mom would be like, John, do you want a soda? Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> that's that, like, that perfect. <laughs> and I would say, no. I'm good. I don't want to soda. And she'd be like, John, now I'm going to ask you one more time. Do you want a soda? Because I'm going to have my soda. And I don't, I'm not going to share. I don't want to share my soda with you. I will get you a soda if you want a soda. But and, don't think that yeah. you're going to have some of mine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And I love that. Like, I love I that. She's like, I'm, every I'm, time. I'll buy you whatever you want. Uh-huh. I'll <laughs> buy just, you whatever you want. Whatever right? you want. It doesn't matter. But, like, don't think that you're going to have anything of mine. And I was like, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and I say that to people now. I know. Me too. Me too. And I feel like I'm the same way. It's like, I'll do whatever for you. I don't care. But just, like, don't mess with my stuff. <laughs> like, Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. when I think mom is genuine about it, me, I do it just because I'm selfish and I don't want to share. And, oh, like, really? if and if I'm going to like the movies with my friends or something, yeah. and if I know they're uh, schmoochers, smoozers, schmoochers, yeah, if they, mm-hmm. if they smooch, I'll yeah, yeah smooch, smooch, not the smooch. Smoochites. Uh, if, you know, if they're a smoochite, a smoocher. Smooch. Smooch. No, not smooch. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) If I I know my friends are smoochers, I'll make sure to get them candy so they don't try to kiss me during the movie. (laughs) If you didn't correct me, I think it would have solidified in my brain. It's crazy I was correcting you for, like, a while, and you were like, yeah, and I was like, no, mood. (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you know what uh what I think I really learned from dad? Oh yeah, what? Oh what? yeah, just we're similar to dad. What I think I really learned from dad is to to do to do what has to be done for your family. Like yeah. not like not like the stuff like oh you gotta make sure bread and bread's on the table. Like not that. Yeah. But like when you go to a family member's birthday party, you make you always have a gift for them. You always bring a dessert or something. You always contribute to whatever family gathering you're going to. Yeah. Uh even when sometimes it's not necessary, but it's just you do what you do that you do that because that's what you're supposed yeah. to do. Because if somebody in your family is preparing this whole evening for you and is putting all this time and effort into hosting you or doing something nice for you, you should also do something for them. Uh, yeah. And not to walk across people's lawns. <laughs> really? I never do it. It's like really? that's one of the cardinal sins in my book because of dad. What? You don't walk across somebody's lawn. You don't that is so funny. I never and, even learned that from him. And whenever I see people doing it, it gets me infuriated. Really? He's so mad. Wow. Like when I was in Lynchburg, I lived in a, a house that was a corner house. And so people would always walk across the lawn. But I would always see it from when I was inside. But one time I was sitting on the porch. And some and a younger kid who was in like middle school or high school, uh, just walked right across the lawn, right in front of me. And I felt I felt this 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 forty five year old father of two teenagers start bubbling out from inside of me and want to like yell at this kid. And That's insane. It is insane. <laughs> That's and so crazy <laughs> yeah and i just thought and it, oh it, it, oh you're breaking up my door my door was on one side is it is it clear yeah but what are you talking about doors uh so my door like the entrance to my side of the duplex was on one side of the house and then the entrance to the other duplex was on the other side of the house and i saw somebody walk across the lawn and then walk up the porch and knock on the door. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, you're shaking your head because yeah. what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I forget exactly what I said, but I think I said the very just typical, not creative father thing to say of, can I help you? Oh my gosh, John. <laughs> I said it. It came out of my mouth. Oh my gosh. And the person knocking on the door was an adult. It's insane. <laughs> and I forget what he said. Oh, that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't walk across people's lawns. It's... That's funny. I um I know that the shoes make the outfit from dad. That's what he always told me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are such different things. Like that's <laughs> so like, like for my story, dad is blue collar, hard worker guy who like probably is in a union and <laughs> like some construction worker or electrician who's like the macho tough guy. 
and okay, then yeah. and then your story <laughs> is like like a metrosexual father who like does his daughter's brain. That has stuff. great fashion sense though. What? Really does. <laughs> like he like like power clashes things like it's no one's business. Like with his like um like he wears funny. like striped shirts. They're just like matching like like uh patterns that you wouldn't think go together, but he puts them together. Like he'll wear like a striped shirt with like a floral tie and it just like works like it just looks good (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny yeah yeah he has yeah he has good he has good eye good taste (laughs) (laughs) which is really funny i know um but incredible that is really really funny you never asked dad about your outfits never once in my life I asked dad, mom, sorry, but I asked dad before I asked mom for, for outfit advice. <laughs> That's amazing. Serious. I know. Mom is maybe just that, like, mom is so supportive though with clothes. She's oh, yeah. like, wear whatever you want, like whatever. So that's something that's really cool about mom too. Maybe that's why I'm so bad. I was so bad at dressing for so long. Like I didn't, I didn't tap the unmained, unmined vine vein <laughs> of our father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you missed our out. Our who, who are in our home. <laughs> um, but yeah, what else? Are, yeah. So you think we are more similar to our parents than we are different? I think so. I, I mean, like, yes, yeah. Like there are obviously things that were different. Uh-huh. Like we're way funnier than our parents. <laughs> right. <laughs> now wait, now that's, do you think that's something I don't know where we got our sense of humor from? Because I like you're hysterical, Maria. Maria, you're and hysterical. So are you. John, you see, like you, you are picked too. up on that so well. That was perfect. <laughs> you, that was you got that cue. That was <laughs> Because, because you see that there's that brother sister connection. Because I said, I said you're funny because I needed to not say that I'm funny, and then you picked up on that, and you like picked up what I put down. You're like you're funny too, because if you didn't say that I'm funny, I was about to say, hey, now it's your turn to say that I'm funny, but I didn't even have to do that because you said it. It's just the truth. I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. you would. No. no, I would say thank you. I would have been like, thanks. Oh, that hurt me <laughs> like that. Even though that but was I, a hypothetical, I know. But even though that was a hypothetical, <laughs> I imagined me not being funny, and I was like, oh frick! If that happened in real life, that would have just cut me like knife to the heart. Yeah, I'll get you. <laughs> I think um, we are funny, and that's why. And I think we're becoming more and more funny with each other, yeah. for yeah, sure. I agree. I agree. Uh, and that's yep. one of the. Re- Sorry, keep going. And that's one of the reasons. That's actually the number one reason why I'm upset about missing the holidays this winter. Me too. Uh, not it doesn't have anything to do with family. Doesn't have anything to do with the love and the holiday spirit. Has nothing to it's do. The content. 
Yeah, all it is. No, it's just making jokes. No, I know. With you. Like, screw I know. everybody else. Like, I don't care about that. Family schmanly. I know. <laughs> I get, I was so sad when I think about it. I was like, we would have had so much fun this year. It's on Thursday. I know. Thanksgiving. I'm going to Maryland. Oh, I was going to say, though, mom and dad laugh very well at things. Like, they can they laugh at our jokes and they go along with things and they let us do stuff. Yeah. They laugh at the jokes. They don't laugh at my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, they, like, when we're together, like, at home and we're, like, messing with them and stuff like that, like, they let us do, like, yeah, mess with they them. they don't get mad at it. Yeah, they never get mad at, like, they that They laugh kind of- at your jokes so much more. <laughs> It's insane. Sometimes I think about it and I'm like, is John like okay? Like, <laughs> like am I like is my ego okay because nobody's <laughs> laughing at my jokes? <laughs> I laugh at your jokes though. I think they're I so funny. <laughs> but it's just as soon as I enter the realm of anything sexual or inappropriate or sacrilegious that's when the laughs they're just like come on Mm -hmm. come on john (laughs) i love it but that's why i do it that's why that's why my ego isn't hurt because the purpose of those jokes is to get that reaction out of them because i want to see how far i can go and kind of just prod and see what's there because the shock value is what's funny to me yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a question. Uh-huh. It's, uh, so uh, it's one of the two questions that I'm asking every single guest on this show. Uh, oh, no. I know. Uh, uh-huh. first, que- first one, and the second one I'll ask you later. What, what is your favorite song right now? And what is the song that you are listening to most frequently right now? Um, one came up on my, on my brain. Um, I but I, come up on my brain. <laughs> <laughs> like they um, just come up from like your stomach and they, <laughs> they come all the way up and then they sit on your brain. I love oh it. Oh my things. God. I oh. love when things come up on my brain. Um, yeah. So do you know the artist Phoebe Bridgers? No, I don't. She's like spelled like in friends, that kind. Phoebe spelled like in friends, yes. And then it's the word like the golden. Yeah, so it's bridge and then R S. Bridgers. Oh Bridgers. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I've been listening to her song Motion Sickness Mm -hmm. on repeat. Like I and it's always in my head. Nice, nice. And that's that's the song. It's I I can't really. Can't really do it now. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. everybody. You hear that? Phoebe Bridges, Motion Bridges. Sickness. That's yeah, the song of the good. week, everybody. Give it a it's listen. A, I, I'd say it's a pretty good song. It's a, it's catchy. It's catchy. Mm-hmm. And now I'm singing in my head right now. Can't. It's like, it's there already. <laughs> I like that. And why I like asking that question is because yeah. I know how much I love music and I know yeah. how much everybody else loves music too. Yeah. And everybody likes new music. 
everybody yeah. wants to hear new stuff. And because right. I think about it all the time that like, what if my favorite musical artist is out there, but I just haven't yeah. heard them before. That's why I love listening to new music. Do you listen to Glass uh, Animals? Yeah. I like Glass Animals. Also, I, I just listened them in Billy. You Glass are? Are you? Oh, you did? That's cool. It was a phenomenal show. I bet. Um, they seem so great live. Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah. I um, I thought of you actually yesterday, though, because I listened to the song um, Warm Foothills by All J. A word. That is just such a good song. Put that one down, too. Write, write that one down on your notepad. Print. Uh-huh. <laughs> one song. <laughs> <laughs> So good. I remember what I said like 10 minutes ago about how I'm super selfish. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I'm doing this is so that I can have an awesome playlist from everybody's mm-hmm. favorite songs that they're listening to. But <gasps> also Sorry, so, so everybody else can have an awesome playlist too. But no, that's it, good. Like, it works for me as well. Like it's to my benefit too. Yeah. I just thought of another song, though, and I really want you to write it down. I can't. Respect the game. I mean, you could, what is it? You could what cross is it? it off. It's Candy May by Alex Cameron. That should be on the playlist. It's Only good. one of them's going on. Okay. You can listen to both of them and decide which one should go on the playlist. No, you, you're the decider. Oh, I'm the decider? Yeah, you're the guest. What do you think? Candy May. in a barn? <laughs> Candy May should go on the playlist. Okay. Candy May by Alex Cameron. Mm-hmm. Is Alex Cameron a boy or a girl? A boy. Nice. So he's like <laughs> under 20 years old? <laughs> oh, no. I think he's like in his 30s. He's a, he's a weird-looking dude. I love that. I love weird-looking yeah. dudes. Very good at music. Yeah. Yeah. But So, yeah, he's great. Sweet. He's from Australia. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Australia's got a lot of talented musicians. Do they? Yeah. I mean, there's three. Well, this guy, and there's two others that come <laughs> to my mind. Well, there's Alex Cameron. <laughs> and then, yeah, did you hear about Alex Cameron? He's great. He's from Australia. <laughs> and then who else? <clears throat> uh, Nick Murphy. He's really good. He's from Australia. Okay. And then cool. this dude, somebody just introduced me to him. Jack. Jack something. Jack something. And he's really good. That he has an right. album named Phase. And it's awesome. Uh, he's also from Australia. You know what I want to know, Maria? Oh, and what? I think this is really cool that you do this. Uh, volunteering with Amira. Oh. I think it's really cool that yeah. you do that. Uh why do you do that? Why do you choose to do that? And what is America? Um, yeah, I was going to say, first, let me explain. <laughs> um, so Amira is a safe home for survivors of sex trafficking. And what they do is they provide, obviously, a safe home for the women who have been rescued to live in. Um, and they put them through a recovery program where they get hooked up with mental health resources and, um, uh, like, job training things and school if they want to do that. Um, and they basically just help these women get their life back from 
what was taken from them. Um, and it's just really amazing. Um, so for some backstory, like, I feel like I, I'm there now, I'm like committed to volunteering there now, just because not just because like, because it's an amazing organization, but like, I've just been there for so long. Um, Mm -hmm. like I, I started, I had an internship with them when I was a junior in college. And so at that point, that's what, like five years ago now, 15 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, it was like 127 years ago or something like that now (laughs) Um, but uh but yeah so I just feel like I it's almost just like ingrained in me to like work like to like care about it um but um but so why why do I keep going well one of my favorite parts about going is like I was just there yesterday um, and like, I was just sitting in the office and like, cause the, the home, there's like an office, just like any house has an office. And then there's like a living room, a kitchen. It's, it's a beautiful house. John's been there. He can attest to that. Um, but so Christmas I, morning there one year. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That was so great. Um, but so I was just sitting in the office, chilling, like reading a book or something like that. And then one of the women like came in and we just talked for like, two hours and like we started talking about like the holidays and um like at first it was like very just like chit chatty like oh yeah I'm going home whatever blah blah but then we started to get into like what the holiday means for her and like like just like learning about like her like past and like it's just I don't know like you don't get the opportunity to talk to people who are very different from you all the time and you also don't get the opportunity to relationships with people Mm -hmm. who are very different from you and Mm -hmm. like I think like just learning how to like relate to people and to like love people who like if you saw on the street would never even cross your mind to talk to is like a really awesome thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that I get to do that. That's amazing. What do you think you've learned the most from having relationships with people who are uh, at face value so different from you? Yeah. Um I like from the experience that I've had like with these women it's like really just that like that like everyone is like trying their best like people mm-hmm. aren't like i think like people and i think that's like what it is like i face value like i'm not trying to be like rude or like whatever but you would see like them on like if you saw them on the street you would be like whoa like what are they gonna like what's what are they mm-hmm. up to you know what i mean generally you would look down on the person you'd be like oh yeah they don't look like they're one of the greatest people on earth. Like what, what have they done wrong? It's, like what, what have they done right. that has led them to that? Yeah. Right. And it's, it's horrible. Like I yeah. even like, I have that feeling and I hate that. And it's mm-hmm. like for no reason other than like, they're different. They dress differently. They talk differently than me. They like look different. They live in different spaces, you know, and like that is no reason to think that someone is less than you. And mm-hmm. so, like, I think, like, I learned, I learned that. Is that the question you asked me? What I learned? Yeah, or, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. I think, like, that's, like, kind of what, what I learned the most. Now, why? Because hearing, hearing you say that, saying that, you realize that everybody's just trying their best. Um, and now this might be, be, some sort of bias that has led me to this conclusion, but 
when you speak to individuals, like when I'm speaking to you, when I'm speaking to uh, the person who I had on the podcast before this and who I'll have on the podcast after this, like mm-hmm. they say really similar things. And so like what I'm saying is when you speak to an individual, those individuals normally come off as giving everybody benefit of the doubt and really, you know, um, realizing that deep down we're all the same. But mm-hmm. when you look at uh, different, you look at cultures as a whole or different societies, society would look, will look down on one of those women. Society mm-hmm. won't see that she's trying her best. Society won't see that she's just the same as you and me. And, mm-hmm. so, and so that's the part that always gets me confused. And that's why I think maybe this is coming from some sort of bias and maybe that I've just been fortunate enough to meet enough level-headed people and maybe I know the, the majority of the people I know are level-headed and rational and can really see that in people. Um, and so maybe that's why it's biased on, on my part. But if it's not, if it's an unbiased opinion and conclusion that I've reached, how is it that a society that's made up of individuals, how is the, the society's idea different from the idea of the individuals who make up that society? I, like, and that's an actual question that I'm asking because I, I ask myself that question all the time. Because when you sit down and you talk to somebody and you have an actual mm-hmm. conversation with somebody, oftentimes that person is generally a really good person and, and has a good heart and, mm-hmm. and has a heart for other people and has desires to put that other person first, either if it's Americans, if it's Thai people, if it's Korean people, if it's Greek people. Like not just I'm not just talking about Americans here. Like it's all so many individuals mm-hmm. want to put other people's first and and are, are generally degree. But then mm-hmm. why is it 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 the 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 scope of the the scope gets bigger and it becomes society that's made up of those individuals. How, how how can it happen that the society is different than the individuals that make it up? That is like an amazing question. Um, I mean, like, I feel like I want, I mean, I wonder that too. And I, and I, I mean, I wonder why I don't give the person that I pass on the street that looks like they come from like similar places. The women Amira do the same benefit of the doubt that I do those women, huh. you know? Like, sometimes I do, but sometimes, like, my initial reaction is, like, is, like, like, oh, they're different. They're scary. And, uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, like, I think, like, that's why relationship is so important and, like, why talking to people and getting to know them is so yeah. important. And it's, like, you can't talk to everyone. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and uh-huh. like you can't have relationships with a with the whole group of someone or like the whole group of people yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think like there's enough fear instilled in people, like fear of the other, uh-huh. that sometimes overrides that connection or that experience that you have with a certain person. Okay. And I think yeah. that is what kind of drives the like 
societal like division divide. But also, I don't know. Like, I don't know why that happens. But I think I think it's very fear based. Yeah, and then don't don't say I don't know because you know I think you're a very rational young adult who has a lot of good thoughts and has a really good mind. And so the if if it's something that you're don't don't discredit the things that you're saying just because you're not an anthropologist or something, you know? Right. Like yeah, I'm not a sociologist, but like I like or an anthropologist or any kind of ist. But like I do feel like thanks for not uh thanks for giving credit to me saying that you're an anthropologist, even though I don't think anthropologists do that. <laughs> I mean they do. They study people, right? That's what I thought. I don't even know what an anthropologist does. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, wait, do they do they study dinosaurs or people? No, I think, was, I think I think they study people. But oh, they're dead people. But like yeah, yeah, like past. Like sociology, past. like yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, um, yeah. So I don't know. That that's like that's my thoughts on that. But it is, it's such a, it's, it's very, I also think a lot of people don't take the time to get to know people who are different than them. Yeah. And so lawmakers and like decision makers in our country oftentimes don't have the perspective that like you or I have, or like a lot of other people have, you know what I mean? And like, honestly, like that's why it's so important to have different representation in like government. Yeah. There's like different perspectives and people, cause like different people look out for different things, you know? Yeah, no, that's so true. And, and it, uh, I think this is a good opportunity to say something, uh, good about politicians. Cause even mm-hmm. so, even though they do do a lot of things wrong, I have a really good friend who works in the white house, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. she's worked, in in Washington D.C. for a few years now, and the stories that she's told me about how there really are so many good people in politics That's cool. uh, was really encouraging for me. Those politicians are the same as you and me, and they wake up the same exact way, and they're the same as the women at Amira, um, and. What? Yeah. Well, I was just saying, like, yes, like, they are, like, we are the same, like, as in, like, we are humans. We all, like, love and we all, like, know, like, grieve, like, all that stuff. We have the same, like, feelings. But, like, I think, like, they're, like, but we're not the same. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, our different experiences, like, are like shouldn't be like glossed over like we are different you know Yeah. like and the politicians are different from us and they are different from like it's easier for us to say that we're the same as politicians because like it's very easy for us to be like to see like how we could have made decisions in our life that it's like if I wanted to be a politician like I could have figured it out like I could have done it I had all the resources in my in my life that could have brought me to that you know what I mean Mm. and so like I think like there but there are like difference is that like not that they're like bad you know what i mean but they're just like they're yes anyway and no and so i agree with you you get what i'm saying i yeah that uh but i think those differences are on the surface and they're not uh at the core of who we are right 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 
Yes. It's just like any person would have. Yes, yes, yes. We're, I think we're saying the same thing, just thinking about it differently. Yeah. Yeah. From yeah. The opposite, yeah. Because yeah. Um, that's one of the, the things that I, that's probably the thing that I've learned most about well, from through traveling is yeah. that like even here while I'm here in Thailand right now where I'm sitting. I, I could walk for miles and not come in contact with another Western person and come in contact with somebody who speaks English. Um, yeah. And so, but right now I'm thinking about the, the family who lives right next door to me. They, everybody in that, in that house was raised completely different from me. They've had completely different life experiences. They have a completely different language that really language really forms and helps form who a person is and how a person mm-hmm. thinks. Um, and the way that they think and the, the way they go about their days are so much different than the way that I go about my day. But we can look at each other and we know that I can look at them and I know that in the core of who we are, we are the same. And that we all mm-hmm. want the same things. Um, yes, yes, yes. We yes, all yes, have yes. the same internal desires and, and drives and motivations. Um, yes. And so that's what I mean when the politician is the same as, uh, as the drug dealer, as the criminal, as the whoever. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, to- I get what you're saying. I, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminds me of when I was in, in Bangkok, how you were saying how uh, we don't give people the time or we kind of write people off because of the way they look and, and based, it's based out of fear. Uh, mm-hmm. I was eating soup. I was eating street soup and I was sitting literally just on this street. They set up these little plastic tables and like, you know, the New York city, like hot dog stand, like little mm-hmm. trucks. Uh, mm-hmm. Imagine those, but all different types of food and it's the best food ever. Uh, like the food, if you go to Bangkok and you sit in a restaurant you're doing it wrong. Like if you go basically anywhere in Thailand and you're sitting in an air-conditioned restaurant, mm-hmm. you're doing it wrong. Because the food on the streets is phenomenal. Uh, yeah. So I'm eating soup from this one old lady who's probably who's sitting there cooking soup all day. Uh, and then I finish my soup and this dude walks up and he looked like a scary dude. Like He looked yeah. like a dude who you would not want to see who you would not want to like you you would not want to walk past at night like he had this long hair he had tattoos all over his face oh my god like his teeth looked sharp and his his (laughs) eyes were really baggy uh just looked like a scary dude when i got up and i turned around and he was about to order but he was like right in front of my face and at first i was like oh this looks like a scary dude. But then, like, right away, I thought, I was like, you know what? Let's, <laughs> let's try this out. Like, I, and so I said something to him like a, like a little child. I was like, I looked at this guy, and I was like, I, put, I literally, when I said it, I felt like I sounded like a little girl. Uh, and, but I wanted to sound like that. Uh, and I was just like, hey. She makes really good soup. Uh-huh. And, and the guy, and he looks at me, this scary looking dude. And he looks at me and like his whole countenance changed. Like his eyes lit up. He got a smile and he was like, hey, man, I know. 
I've been coming here and getting soup as long as I've been in Bangkok for. Like, this is the best soup I've ever had. And I was like, no way. I was like, yeah, I know. This is some of the best soup I've ever had. And he was just this nice kid. Uh, yeah. But he How looked like he? a... Uh, he's probably around my age. Definitely his, his young, <laughs> early, early 20s. Uh, yeah. And just a nice kid. And yeah. he was just like, hey, yeah, man, thanks. Like, I really, I like the soup, too. And he's like, I'm glad, I'm glad you got to eat it. And I was like, yeah, me too. Wow, that's insane. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I'm not going to say that's going to happen every time. Because uh, right. uh, stereotypes, sadly, they're true for a reason. And so normally people who look scary and have face tattoos, probably, I don't know, maybe they would respond like that normally. And we just don't try enough. But oftentimes... <laughs> I think they might respond in a scary way. And that's based out of fear. There's the fear that you were talking about. I have. And so I make that decision. We make those decisions all day based out of fear. Uh, Fear of, I guess it's the fear of, I don't know, being rejected or harm or if we feel threatened. I don't know what it is. I think it, at least for me, like, I think it has a lot to do with like, just the way that, like, my, like, life is set up, like, my norms, like, I have, I think it's scary to have to change the way you think about things. Yeah. You know? And, like, it's scary to, like, admit that, like, you're wrong about something. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, that has, like, something to do with it. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think it's really cool how you can learn to overcome that tension and you Mm -hmm. could there's many different ways that you can learn to manage that tension inside of admitting your faults admitting that you were wrong and changing the way you think but those those three things i think are the most important things some of the Mm -hmm. most important things in the world is being able to be self-aware enough to know when you're wrong and Mm -hmm. then make conscious decisions to change that Mm-hmm. And so I think those those things are incredibly difficult, but the outcome is incredibly amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I think and so I say that there's many different ways to learn that because I talk about because because traveling has really impacted me in an amazing way throughout these last, I guess, since since 2015 is when I really started kind of started traveling on my own, which really isn't that long. Um, and, but, uh, I learned a lot of those and I'm still not, I'm nowhere near perfect or as even as good as I should be in those areas, but traveling and meeting and interacting with and living like, and living with so many people that are so different from me, that's what's really helped me realize how important it is to understand that your way might not be best. to realize that your way probably is not best uh, yeah because there's so many different ways to live and there's so many different ways to go about your day and to interact with other people and to think that you and to think that for me let's just talk about me like to think that me as a 21 year old or i'm 23 now but as a 21 year old had it all figured out right. and has figured out how to live in the best way possible and that my way is the best. Like that is so impudent. That is so ridiculous to think mm-hmm. that. But so many people do. And I did. I did for so long. I thought that 
I my way was the best. This is the way I do it, so it's better than everybody else. This is this because I think that means it's true, and so I'm I'm not too far removed from that at all. Uh, right. But it's uh it's pretty out outrageous for yeah. that so many people think like that. That yeah. this is the way we do it, and that means it's the best. It's well, that's like ridiculous. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> like, but that's just like people never checking themselves. Yeah. You know, like, and I mean, like, we see that all the time. Like, I'm not trying to like throw a mom under the bus or whatever, but like, I feel like she talks like that about America all the time. You know. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, something. I think I might have talked about this before, but it really, and this is something that so this is, and I think there's a lot we can learn from older people, uh, yeah. people who have more life experience and adults who normally people we don't want to listen to. I think we can learn a lot from people who are older than us. Uh, but the thing that really, one of the really, one of the only things that really bothers me about the older generation is how people constantly idealize history and it gets me so bothered because i've asked different generations of people because if you asked uh our grandparent like people who are in our grandparents generation they Mm -hmm. would say that when they were kids oh everything was so great those were the good old days but Mm -hmm. then when you ask our parents they would say that when they were kids like our parents' generation, they would say that then when they were kids, oh, those were the good old days and everything is gone to crap now. But our grandparents' generation, they would say once they got older, everything was better in the past and now mm-hmm. everything's gone to crap. But then our parents say everything in the past was better and then now yeah. everything's gone to crap. And so it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense because if every generation is saying that it was better before and now it's worse, but then the following generation was saying that it was better before. Either yeah. either the entire world is progressively getting worse, which is st- stupid to think because it's not. Yeah. Uh, and so either the world is progressively getting worse or right. people idealize history and really don't or really can't or just filled with bias about what's going on in the world. Which, yeah. which which is which is understandable, which is completely yeah. understandable. I'm not saying that it's that's an absolutely surprising human behavior because mm-hmm. it's totally understandable to think like that and to have that mindset. But I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong because yeah. the world, I think, has been progressively getting better, and mm-hmm. instead of getting worse. And some things have gotten worse, but I think the majority of things have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't. I never, I, so that's the one thing that really bothers me about uh, older generations. And even people already say, people in our generation are already saying that. People are already saying, oh, it was so much better when we were in elementary schools, we were the good old days before iPhones, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, shut up. I would say that. Why? I think it's the, like, everything, I can't, and I know that, like, maybe I, I think I have, like, a, stronger tie to like my phone and like being connected and stuff like that all the time than like you do. Um, but like, I can't even think about like going to a restaurant by myself or like 
waiting for someone at like a train station. I'm thinking the weirdest example. I'm like <laughs> waiting for someone like at a train station. I can't imagine what it was like to do that without my phone. Really? Like, or just like, or just being like, yeah, what am I going to, I'm sitting, I'm sitting alone waiting for something to happen. What did we do? Did we talk to people? Did we read? Like, did we text? Like, I don't think we texted. You know what I mean? Like, cause like when we didn't have iPhones, I got, I got an iPhone in high school. Yeah. I was in ninth grade. And before that I had a Blackberry and like, that was like the first time, like, but even then, like, BBM. yeah, BBM and like brick breaker, like that was like really fun, but you can only play brick breaker for so long. And so then you long, like yeah. go do other things, uh-huh. you know? And it's like, I feel like even like our phones didn't become like that much of an issue until like the year after I graduated college. The year, do you think it took that long? You think you took I eight think, years like, for it to well, be? I, a- yeah, I mean, like I think like like why are people on their phones? Because it's like what like there's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's Facebook is pretty irrelevant like for our generation right now. I feel like Instagram, Twitter, and like maybe Snapchat even though Snapchat's kind of dying too, like those things like just keep people constantly connected. You're constantly looking at other things. You're constantly knowing what's going on around the world or who your favorite, what your favorite celebrity is eating for lunch. It's like, you don't need to know that at all. Like you're a totally fine person without like being able to see what everyone else is doing, you know? And so like, even like myself, like posting to Instagram, I feel like it's like, so I'm like, why, why do people need to see this? Like, yeah. why does it make my life any better if I am able to show people what I'm doing? Yeah. And I feel like well, that's such a weird thing that we have. It is a weird thing because it's a weird uh, sense of fulfillment. It's a weird yeah. uh, affirmation booster. Yeah. Because and if you because if you post if you put something on the internet and a hundred people literally not even literally no yeah literally like it if yeah. you put something out. And a hundred people uh, do an action that shows that they like what you did. Like, that's yeah. a good feeling. Like, imagine standing on a stage and a hundred people clapping for you. It's kind of right. a mild version of that. Um, I, I, I mean, like, I would venture to say that that's a more genuine version of getting liked. Clapping on stage like, or? Like, if you're, if, yeah, if you're standing on stage and people are, like, clapping for you, like, because it yeah, feels that's like way more, more intentional, yeah. like it's way ge- uh-huh. more genuine. Yeah. Well, and like Instagram I, thing, that's why it's a, it's a mild form. So of passive. That. And it like, oh, you're saying, I thought you said the stage thing was the mild form of that. Um, yeah. Like it's like so passive and like, there's always like something else to look at. Like it's, it's pretty insane to me actually. It is. I, I see. But then again, here's the thing with uh idealizing history because you see this in in movies you see this in the show to the one that i'm thinking of you see this in mad men um mm-hmm. and think about when i saw so a couple instances okay when the radio first came out mm-hmm. mothers i remember seeing this in mad men mothers or fathers parents or whatever would say to their children stop listening to the radio like it's harming you. The the radio is harming your brain. But if yeah. you think today, if a kid was listening to the radio and not on his phone or watching TV, you'd be like, that whoa, kid, that kid would get a Nobel Peace Prize. 
Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. listening, just listening to the radio and not yeah. watching TV or not on his phone. And then uh, even when uh, typewriters came out and people who were writers were able to write on typewriters, I forget who it was, uh, but one of my professors told me this. And he told me a story. He was like, even when typewriters first came out, people were outraged. People thought it was going to destroy the way people wrote. And they thought it was going to be bad for uh, literature and academics because people would become like morphed in some way by the typewriter, which is true in some way, because when you're typing, your brain thinks differently than when you're writing. But I think it's very uh, obvious that typewriters, which then led to uh, I don't know if that it's a natural progression between typewriters and then the, the computers we have today, but I think it's very clear that computers and the innovation and the invention of the typewriter and then to computers is a good thing. Oh, um, yeah. No, no, yeah. I, I don't argue that at all. Like, I think it is good, but just because something is good doesn't mean that it's always used for good. Okay. Yeah. You know? And so, like, what we're doing right now is incredible. Like the fact that I can like see you and communicate with you and like, we're having a great conversation and like, you know, like that's amazing. There's no but to that. It's just, it's amazing. Um, I think the problem is like the constant connection with people who you don't have actual relationships with outside of that Uh social media platform or outside of the internet. Mm -hmm. Like if, because like, forever people wanted to share about their lives you know like that's why people have photo albums and people look at photo albums and they like come over to your house and stuff like that i think the difference is like you used to do that with like your closest friends and your closest family and it was like still a very intimate like Mm. natural like organic thing and look at the photo album and and it's like so sweet yeah Yeah. and like like those are things that i am like super nostalgic for Whereas, like, now everyone's just, like, posting, like, massive albums to Facebook, and you just kind of, like, scroll through them, and then you're like, okay, cool, moving on, you know? That's why I made a a photo album. Like, I showed you that I have, right? That's why I like having that. So then when there's people who I actually want to be intimate with, yeah, hey, I want to show you this photo album. Right, and you, like, look through it together, and you can, like, talk about it, and, like, yeah. And it's not, like... Someone from your high school who you're like, what? Why are they liking my picture? Like, why are they looking? You know what I mean? Oh, frick! What was I gonna say? I just went brain dead. And you know what the reason why? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but oh, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you what you should do. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you what you should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just try. Just practice. Practice not having your phone because I yeah. do it often. Yeah. Uh, and it helps me a lot. Uh, yeah, I like think sometimes, it, it, sometimes I'll literally go to the, I'll go to like the movies or something, and I'll leave my phone at home, or I'll go and get a coffee, and I'll, I'll literally sometimes put a timer on my phone, and I'll put a timer on for fifteen minutes, and I'll just sit for mm-hmm. fifteen minutes, and then when the timer goes off, then I can use my phone. Yeah, uh, and, it, and it helps a lot, uh, and because yeah. I think. I think, and I, I agree with what you said about how, and I never really thought of it like that. And so I'm glad you, you said it, how things that are good can, does it, just because something is good doesn't mean it's always used for good. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it, it is always good. Uh, just because something is overall a good thing doesn't mean 
that it's uh, always a good thing or always used for good reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's really smart. Uh, but I I really do I love I love technology and I think it's awesome. Yeah. And I, yeah. You know what? Credit to millennials because I I think the millennial generation is incredibly creative and we can we figure stuff out really well and we figure out a lot of new ways to do something that people have been doing forever um and so i think millennials get uh the short end of the stick a lot and they're really easy to make fun of but i really i think millennials are really creative and innovative people uh who who I think in the future, once we kind of get our once we get our feet on the ground and we become more responsible and we we mature, I think the the skills that we've learned in our young millennial wild yeah. days that people would always say that millennials are so stupid. Uh, I think in the future we're going to do a lot of good for the for the world, for the country, and for the world and for our families. I think the millennials yeah. are great, are a great generation. We're going to do a lot of good for the world. Uh, yeah. Because people always say, older generations always say the younger generation is crappy. Like that's yeah. what but it's always so say. funny when like older generations make fun of millennials. They're like, oh, like. You have fun at work. You get to hang out with your friends. Like, oh, like you make a living wage. It's like, sorry, you're jealous. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I didn't have to buy a house at eighteen. And like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like have a family when I was twenty-one. Like, sorry, like. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like, the thing that I, I always the laugh about the way the old generation makes fun of. Uh, the uh, millennials is Starbucks, and they oh, always say, yeah. "Oh, you're gonna go get your Starbucks? Did you get your Starbucks today, you millennial?" It's like, blah, 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 it's blah. like oh wow, you, do you realize how irrelevant that is at this point? Like, <laughs> but then I'm like, "Yeah, I totally did get my Starbucks today." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. <laughs> I but when people, when all the generations make fun of people for that, it's like everybody drinks coffee. Yeah, I I think, well, I I I mean, I don't even, like, think that Starbucks is, like, the older generation, like, because that's, maybe that's the difference between, like, living on Long Island versus, like, the, where I am now, like, like, coffee shops in Boston, yeah, yeah, like, there's, like, a a local coffee shop everywhere, so it's, like, I'm not gonna go to Starbucks, you know, like, because I'm gonna go, like, and that's the joke, like, support local business, like, yeah, yeah, like, (laughs) You know, like you so. Can I feel go like to the that's... coffee shop that sells you coffee in like a hollowed out, uh, yeah, paradise or something. Yeah, like that's the like that's the joke. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. I do like uh, it's. Isn't it weird how there's so few local coffee shops on Long Island? It is very weird, and that's and the thing. Like, there's why. There's, well, okay, I think there's, like, a lot to do with just, like, where, like, and I don't want to make, like, generalizations, but, like, where, like, creative people live or, like, where they settle. Like, if you think about it, like, what, like, colleges are, like, on Long oh, Island? I, like, not, yeah, there's not a lot of universities. There's not a you know, lot of... Yeah. 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 So, like, in Boston, like, of course, people... Yeah, they, like, they study here, they stay here, like, all that stuff. New York City, same thing. Like, you get, like, 
all like the creative hub of like oh, New yeah. York is New York City, you know. So it's oh. like if there you, are a yeah. lot of local coffee shops in New York City. Right, they're like every street corner, every you know. Corner. Uh, yeah. Like when I went to school, when I went to Lynchburg for school, the first semester I came back, I was like, oh my gosh, like I love going to local coffee shops. I'm gonna look up on Long Island and see where they are. And yeah. then, and that was like five years ago now, and those that was before. I that was I know it was before the Bayshore Bean opened which is a local coffee shop in Bayshore. And I'm pretty sure it was before the Babylon Bean was open uh, uh-huh. in Babylon. Uh, and so I, lo- I did a Google search and literally not a single one came up on a search for Google for a local it's coffee shop. It's crazy. And it definitely could have been maybe I was just searching for the wrong thing and I didn't use Google as well as it could have been and maybe they exist and it didn't right. actually show up on Google. But, but even so, where I searched a cafe, I searched yeah. for a cafe on Long Island, and not a single one came up. That's mm-hmm. pretty astounding. It is. It's wild. But now there's a couple, like the Bayshore Bean just opened, and there's the Babylon Bean, and I think there's one. Uh, there's it's another one. I forget where. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a, not even a local coffee shop. It's just a Long Island chain of like coffee shops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah uh so this question i know it's corny and i know it's cliche but i think the answers to this question are pretty great and i think it would be really cool to have a compilation of all of these questions that are answered by different people so I want to know what your favorite thing about life is. Uh, uh, uh. Um, my favorite thing about life. Um, I and the, the answer is gonna be cheesy. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's just you and me here, Maria. Yeah. I'm not even recording this show. That's not true. <laughs> I was lying to you. There's no podcast. <laughs> um, um, I love laughing with people that I love. So don't say I love. Be like, my favorite thing about life is laughing with people that I love. You're the one saying it. That's why. So, yeah, that's if you're writing it down, say my favorite <laughs> thing about life is laughing with people I love. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a great answer. Very cool. I think that's a, probably a lot of people's favorite thing without them right. even knowing. Because yeah. that, that really is the goal in almost everything that people do. Totally. Like, if, if I can't laugh with someone, it, like, hurts me. Yeah. And it's like you every... Know? Almost every decision, all the decisions that we make as people revolve around laughing with the people you love. Yeah. Like the end result of, like the reason I have a job is so that I can laugh with the people I love. The reason uh, I want to have a family is so I can laugh with the people I love. The reason I have responsibilities is so that I can laugh with the people I love, you know? Mm-hmm. And so. That's, that's life. Yeah. What's, nice. what's your favorite thing about life? Uh, this podcast. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. That isn't it. It's a cr- Why would you ask me that? You're going to put me on the spot like that? Jeez, Maria. You what? did that to me. What kind of podcast take, is this? How you would take you take my answer? I had a great can, answer. <laughs> how can you ambush your guests like that and just ask them <laughs> that humongous question? Uh, <laughs> no, the thing I love most about life is getting to discover how you want to live it. It's one of the most exciting things in the world for me to learn how to deal, basically. Yeah. I love exploring new ways of how to live and and exploring myself and finding out who I am and how I want to do the things that I do and find the things that I like and basically learn how to deal with the external situation. It's one of my favorite things in the world, trying to just exploring all these different avenues of how to live and finding the one that resonates with me best. It's so exciting for me but it's so exciting but equally stressful yeah uh that's the hardest thing someone can do yeah and uh i mentioned about traveling before and how how it's helped me a lot and it shaped me it's helped shape me and not really shape me but it's really helped show me who i already am inside but then Mm -hmm. also the thing that's really helped me is how crazy analytical i am of myself and all of the things that I do. Uh, and there's a, it's a catch 22 because one, it's helped me become decently self-aware for my age. Uh, and it's, I've, I've been able to, uh, really examine the things that I do and why I do them. And it's, it's given me a pretty good grasp of myself so far. Um, Mm -hmm. but on the flip side, it's a catch 22 because it has also led me to being oftentimes uh, very, not oftentimes, almost always discontent because mm-hmm. I always know where I can get better. And mm-hmm. so I'm always uh, focused on those fixing those parts of me that mm-hmm. I overlook the parts of me that are good. And mm-hmm. so it's good. I'm, and I'm glad I'm this way because. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps me a lot with the things that I want to do, but then it sucks because it, it leads to uh, pretty consistent discontentment. And not that I'm just not that I'm depressed about life or anything like that. You know me; I'm a generally really happy guy, and I have a very positive outlook on life. But it leads to a pretty pretty good amount of discontent with my current situation. I'm always focused on the future. So my favorite thing about life is a good thing, but also kind of a annoying thing. Uh, there's two sides of the coin. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, Maria. I think this is a good time to wrap it up. Yeah. Maria, this oh, was fun. This was fun. Seriously, right? This yeah. is a blast. Yeah, it's fun. Hour, I hour like and it. a half. Hour and a it's half. It's crazy. Like nothing. Like nothing. Yeah, that went by really fast. Right? Right? Yeah. Um, um, and so, is there anything that you want uh, people listening to? to to be aware of that you do anything that you put out there that you want people to see even if it's just like your instagram or anything with wistia or amira anyway people mm. can go and donate or help out with uh anything that you want people to be aware of um i would since i already mentioned amira i'd probably just plug people to go talk or go look up amira um it's a great organization it's m-a-i-r-a-h M- no did i spell that no i spelled that wrong a-N-A-N-I-R-A-H. 
Um, you can just pop that into Google, do like Amira Boston, and it'll come up. And I'm, when you get to the website, they'll they'll have resources for you and like ways that you can donate. But yeah, you should all go look up Amira. It's great. All right. Very cool. All right, everybody, you hear that? Go check out Amira. Wonderful organization. Has a wonderful volunteer named Maria Theo. Uh, if you haven't figured it out already, she's my sister. Maria, thank you so much for being on the show. Seriously, I had a blast. This is Hi, a me too. Thanks for wanting to talk to me. Of course. All right, Maria. I'll see you later. See ya. beloved listeners i love you guys i love you guys so much thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed it until next time my friends